This is episode five of the Naturals Offseason podcast, recorded on Wednesday, November 16th, 2016. I'm Benjamin Kelly. Coming up on this edition, left-handed pitcher Eric Stout joins us for our weekly interview segment. The Australian Baseball League begins this week, and 40-man roster moves need to be finalized by Friday, November 25th, so we'll investigate that later on in the podcast. But it's the final week for the Arizona Fall League, and the surprise Sawaros are right in the thick of things. Now, we don't generally talk much about winning in the Fall League, but it's probably worth noting that over the last couple of years, the Royals farmhands have been in the Arizona Fall League championship game, and it could be three years in a row. Through November 15th, Surprise owns a game-and-a-half lead in the West Division standings over Glendale and a two-game lead over Peoria. There are two games remaining on November 16th and 17th with the championship game on Saturday, November 18th, which can be viewed on MLB Network with a 108 local time first pitch, so that's a 208 central time first pitch. So as you follow the last couple of games of the Fall League, you'll be following a winning team or a team with a chance to win. So... That makes it even better. But now taking a look at the players representing the Royals on surprise, we start with Josh Dalmont. The right-hander is currently tied for the league lead in strikeouts with 30 punchouts over 24 innings of work. In his latest start on Monday, November 14th, he struck out seven and walked four. He allowed one hit over four shutout innings to earn the victory. Left-handed reliever Eric Stout is averaging a strikeout per inning with 13 whiffs in 13 frames. He's worked two innings in each of his last three appearances and has recorded eight strikeouts over his last six innings of work. We'll actually talk to Eric later on in the show as he'll join us from surprise. Right-handed reliever Evan Beal has been impressive recently, posting a 174 ERA over his last eight outings with 10 strikeouts over 10 and a third innings. On the offensive side of things, Ryan O'Hearn hit his first fall league homer of the season on November the 12th and now has 10 RBIs in on the season. For a full breakdown of the Arizona Fall League, make sure to head to our website, nwanaturals.com, for the off-season video program, which features all of the Fall League action. In the Dominican Winter League, I, I feel like a broken record, but Ramon Torres, despite a bit of a slower week this week, Still ranked second in the circuit in batting average with a 342 clip over 18 games. The middle infielder ranked second in OPS with a four with a 946 average and tied for second in doubles with five. He's definitely only helping himself out for spring training with the Royals, as that second base position is seemingly wide open. He'll be 24 in January and was added to the 40-man roster last year, so keep an eye on Ramon. Jonathan Jajic continues to dazzle for Lise, making his fourth start of the season this past Sunday. The left-hander worked five and a third innings, allowed a couple of runs on four hits with a pair of strikeouts. He's currently 2-0 with a 137 earned run average. That's fourth lowest in the league. Now, if you're curious about Luke Farrell and Andrew Edwards, they haven't pitched in a while, and that's not uncommon. With so many players on each team, there is that balance of guys getting better and getting rested. So this is clearly a stretch where Farrell and Edwards are getting the latter. As for the bats of Lise, Jorge Bonifacio ranked seventh in the league in average, hitting 288 across 16 games. Bonifacio finished three for five on Monday, November 14th, with a pair of RBIs in Lise's 8-1 win. 
Raul Modesty hasn't played since November 9th, but he's hitting 294 in six games for Lise and doubled and tripled in his most recent game. It's good to see him hitting the ball as well. That was a concern for Kansas City at the end of the year when the 21-year-old uh, Phenom infielder finished the year in the big leagues. Reliever Daniel Stump has stayed sharp, having appeared in nine games for Los Toros del Este. The left-hander has not a lot of runs since October 28th, stretching across four innings of work. And uh, that's it, it for the Dominican League, and there really isn't much to report from Venezuela. Most of the Naturals did not play over the past week, so we'll move right on in to Puerto Rico. Lopez continues his strong winter campaign, checking in at fifth in the league and average through November the 15th. The shortstop hitting 333 over 12 games with five runs scored. Lopez recorded a pair of hits in his team's 4-1 loss to Carolina on Tuesday. It's good to see Jackie hitting the ball as well and doing it in his hometown league. <laughs> As mentioned, the Australian Baseball League begins this week. Play begins on Thursday, November 17th, and only one player from the Naturals is in the league this year, and that's catcher Alan de San Miguel playing for the Melbourne Aces. And also an interesting note as well, former Royals pitcher Peter Moylan is the pitching coach for the Aces, so that'll give you a team to follow down under. Coming up next, Eric Stout joins us from Surprise. Stay tuned for that. for Season 10 of Naturals Baseball are on sale now. Want to catch all the fireworks at our best ballpark? We have a mini pack for that. You like your Thirsty Thursdays? So do we. You can get a pack of tickets for that too. You get to guarantee your same great seat for every game. You get two meet and greets with autographs and pictures and much more. So call us at 479-927-4900 to get it set up today. Eric Stout is a former 13th round pick out of Butler University in Indianapolis. In 2014, by the Royals, he was a key member of the 2016 Naturals team. And he joins us now from Surprise, Arizona, where he's wrapping up the fall league season. Eric, thanks for joining us. How's the weather down there? Yeah, thanks, BK. Um, it is a sunny 75 right now at 9 in the morning, so it's, it's pretty nice. Uh, I mean, you can't complain about uh, the Arizona weather, that's for sure. How's that shot going to be when you're going back to Chicago to the 30 to 40 degree temperatures? I mean, I'm definitely not ready for that. Um, pull, pull, pulling out the long sleeve shirts and winter coats and uh, hopefully it's not going to be too cold, but still it's going to be a little bit of a different atmosphere than this Arizona weather. Well, you still have some time to enjoy it before you have to head back to the Windy City, but I want to go back to when the Royals first told you that you'd be pitching in the Fall League. The thing with you that you've kind of hung your hat on is is your ability to just pitch above a level more so than anything. You 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 didn't pitch in Wilmington at all. You you came right from A ball in Lexington to Double A in the Texas League, and you had great numbers here. So what was that like when the Royals told you that you'd be pitching in the fall league? Yeah, I mean it was actually a pretty big shock, honestly. Um, 
they told the position, uh, actually all the players in, uh, except Jake Newberry were in Arkansas when they got told they were going to the fall league. So they called in all the position players and, and they told Evan Beal and Josh Stalmont and uh, they, they never said anything to me. I think JJ and Scott were in town and I was like, Oh, well, I guess I'm not going like I'll have a nice long off season getting ready, just hitting the weights hard and stuff like that. And then I think with, two weeks left or maybe a week left in the regular season down in Ar- in uh, Arkansas. I got Vance called me in and told me I was going and I was super pumped. I mean, obviously it's a huge honor to play in the fall league just with the, with the best guys in minor league baseball. And I'm just thankful for the Royals to think highly enough for me to put me in this league. And it's been a blessing so far and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we had a chance for a ring actually coming up here at the end of this week. So it's worked out great. Well, surprise is right in the thick of things of a championship run, and you guys have a small lead in the division entering the last couple of games, but what is the emphasis on winning with your team? I mean, everybody's everybody's focus is on just mainly getting better as an individual. Um, everybody was sent here with uh, basically guidelines on what they need to work on. So uh, everybody on our team is super awesome guys, like really high-character guys, and um, our – I guess our performance has and our corrections that people have been making have been uh, paying off. I mean, we, I think we're only three games above 500, but everybody is pretty, pretty even. Like the talent is um, pretty incredible around the league and um, our offense really has um, put us up ahead of some, some of these other teams and our pitching as well. But um I mean, the winning, the winning, as soon as, like, we thought we, we had a chance at getting a ring, we all kind of came together and really wanted to step it up and, and go for it. I mean, it's a pretty cool opportunity, even though it is the middle of November and guy, some guys want to be home and some guys just want to be done throwing. I mean, we still have this really cool opportunity to win this thing and uh, just get a ring for ourselves. Some guys haven't got a ring in the minor league season, so this would be a pretty cool opportunity to, to bring one home. You mentioned the guidelines. What did the Royals want you to work on? Uh, the main word with me and uh, Coach Coach uh, Luber down in Arkansas talked about with me a lot was the word consistency. Um, just the consistency with my pitches and my repeating my delivery, um, stuff like that. So mainly focusing on my changeup and my slider consistency, throwing it more for strikes and uh, repeating my delivery more. That was the that was the big thing for me. Um, and there's there's guys there's guys out here who've noticed a few things about me and everybody else, and we all kind of help each other out, which is pretty cool. We're a pretty uh, tight knit group, and everybody pulls for each other. And if something's off, like we're gonna call each other out, just because we're all trying to get better. We're all we all got the same goal, which is to get to the big leagues as as, as quick as possible. So, I mean, it's it's been working out, and I've been playing catch with Evan Beal every day. Like we've been playing catch probably the last like five, six months together. So it's, um, we help each other out. And we, um, work, we all work together. Has there been one specific person that you've gravitated towards to pick their brain consistently? Um, not, not really, not just one individual. Like I said, like we're all pretty close. So, uh, the team chemistry is, is very strong and we all, we all hang out on the weekends on our off day on, on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. So it's, um, it's a pretty cool experience. Like when I went into it, I didn't think that 
So I didn't really know anybody on this team going in except for maybe one or two guys I've heard of. Mm-hmm. But um, just meeting everybody for the first time and everybody was so nice and um, kind of just like welcomed everybody into this like little baseball family. So it's uh, it's pretty it's a pretty cool experience. I mean, you got to know guys all around the league and guys who I've never played with, guys who I still won't play with or against just because of the leagues where um, our affiliates are in. But uh, it's just cool to know different guys from around the league and get to know them um, and kind of see how their career has been going and hopefully play with them in the big leagues once we all get once we get up there. We're talking with left-handed reliever Eric Stout, a farmhand with the Royals, pitched in 2016 with the Naturals going 6-4 and four with a 386 ERA in 42 games. And Eric, there's one memory that I want to reminisce about, and it's your at-bat on August 2nd. Against Arkansas, it was the 13th inning in a tie game against the Travelers. What was the conversation you had with manager Vance Wilson before you were at bat? That was probably the funniest experience I've ever had in my entire life. And I've told this story about probably close to 100 times already. But uh, so there was a lefty on the mound for, I think it was Little Rock. We were playing Little Rock. Mm-hmm. There was a lefty on the mound, and I, I'm, I hit lefty. And I hit in college. I was a two-way guy going into college, so I've had a few ABs since, I guess, high school that some people probably haven't. But I, I don't think Vance knew that I hit lefty, so he came up to me and was like, hey, do you swing lefty or righty? And I said, lefty. And he goes, all right, well, you're going to go in the batter's box. You're going to go in the right-handed batter's box, and you're going to stand in the furthest corner of the, of the box away from the plate. And he's like, if you take that bat over your shoulder, I'm going to fine you. And so I just started laughing. I didn't think he was serious. I like gave I gave him like a little nod, like, "Are you serious?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Righty batter's box, furthest corner, and don't swing." So kind of like Henry Rowingarder from Rookie of the Year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> ended up punching out on three straight fastballs. Well, you guys ended up getting the win and a walk off base hit in the thirteenth inning by Corey Toops, and you got the win as well. So I guess it was all worth it. Yeah, and well, there was a guy. So the I was the I was on deck when the inning started, and I think it was uh, Artiaga who was up, and I think he got a base hit or something. So I was like, nobody out, guy on first. Like I can lay a bunt down here and get a get a sack or like at least move the runner over. And Vance called me even over to the. He was coaching third, obviously, and he called me over before the AB even started, and he just reminded me to, to get as far away from the plate as I can and do not swing. So that that kind of killed that sack bunt opportunity. All right, Eric, we're getting into our lightning round now, and I'll ask you some random questions. And hey, you can talk for as little or as much as you like, but uh, this is now officially the lightning round. All right, the first question. What was the first CD you ever purchased? Oof. Oh, I can't even remember that. It had to be like a Taylor Swift CD or something. I was big. Uh, I was big in Taylor Swift back in the day. Probably like Blank Space. I'm gonna go with Taylor Swift Blank Space. All right, moving on. Do you wash your apples before you eat them? Yes, I wash my apples before I eat them. That's gross how, if you don't. So, do you run them under water, or how much would you say that you wash them? Yeah, just run them under a little bit of cold water for you. I mean, you either cut it up or just bite it right out, just bite right out of the apple. But you gotta wash it first. All right. The weirdest thing you've eaten on a road trip? Ooh. Probably 
Oh, back in college, uh, this is going way back to college. Uh, back in college, we used to go to Golden Corral for all of our meals, and that is the most disgusting place on the planet. I mean, one of our one of our trainers found uh, a little cockroach in her meal one time, and it was it. Literally, we all just walked out. We all had like ice cream for dinner and just walked out. It was terrible. Ugh. Favorite place to travel in the Texas League? Definitely Frisco, with the lazy river in right field. And there's no place can beat that. Your favorite baseball player growing up? Uh, favorite baseball player. I like Ken Griffey. I was a left-handed hitter. Um, so I mean, I like. I mean, his swing is just so pretty, and watching him. Um, he was definitely my favorite player growing up. So with you being from Chicago originally, Giordano's or Lou Malnati's? Oh, Giordano's all day. That's the only answer. All right, so if you had to pick, if you had a human body but the head of an animal, what animal would you pick? Human body, head of an animal. I go lion. They got a nice-looking mane. They're pretty good-looking animals. You can scare people away. Definitely a lion. They're pretty intimidating. Who is the greatest baseball player in Butler history? Butler history. Well, I'm going to have to go with Pat Neshek. He's a, a reliever now. Um, he's been in the big leagues for a pretty long time, and he's kind of somebody who um, my coach talked a lot about when I was going through the draft process, so Pat Neshek for sure. And our last question, if you never played baseball, what would you be doing? Um, well, I went to, I went, so I went to Butler uh, to get my marketing degree, and even though I didn't play baseball, I, or even though I played baseball, I I liked it as a fan growing up. If, if it was going to end, it was going to end. But fortunately, I'm still playing. But if I wasn't playing baseball, I would like to just work in the marketing department of some uh, baseball organization. I guess um, I was big into marketing, big into uh, like sales and advertising and stuff like that, and so that's what I went to school for. And I feel like I would uh, pursue my career in that, in some type of baseball organization, working either minor league or fortunate to be working with the major league team. But um, definitely something along with the business lines and marketing. And um, well, if the Naturals like are ever hiring and you're done playing, I'll make sure your name is at the top of the list. There you go. Put me in there. <laughs> All right, Eric. I appreciate your time and thanks for hanging out for a bit. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, BK. Coming up next, we'll look at this week's transactions, plus Baseball America came out with the top 10 prospects earlier this week. Find out who's number one next. Make sure you get a head start on Season 10 of Naturals Baseball. Season tickets are available now, and you won't want to miss any of the fun this year. Remember, the sooner you get them, the better your seats will be. For more information, visit nwanaturals.com or give us a call at 479-927-4900. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Naturals Offseason. I'm Benjamin Kelly. Well, the Royals announced this week the re-signing of right-handed reliever Clayton Mortensen. The former first-round pick of the Cardinals has pitched in AAA Omaha each of the last three seasons and has not pitched in the big league since 2013 with the Red Sox. But what he does is he adds a little bit more depth for the Royals. 
Former natural Orlando Calixte signed with the San Francisco Giants this past week. Baseball America listed Calixte as a shortstop, his original position, but as you know, he primarily played outfield for both Northwest Arkansas and Omaha this past season. We wish Orlando nothing but the best with his new organization. It was also reported earlier this week by Royals beat writer for MLB.com, Jeffrey Flanagan, that the Royals and the great Balbino Fuenmayor have parted ways, making Balbino a free agent. Well, Baseball America did release their top 10 prospect list for the Royals on November 14th, and topping the list is right-handed pitcher Josh Dalmont. The right-hander ranked 15th on the publications list entering 2016, and after a huge year between both high A and double A, he jumped to the top spot. Here's a look at the rest of results. Left-handed pitcher Matt Strom comes in at number two with Dozier ranking third on the list. Left-handed pitcher Eric Skoglin, who had a terrific year this past season with Northwest Arkansas, checks in at number four. And number five is A.J. Puckett, the second rounder from the Royals last season out of Pepperdine, sits at number five. A strong chance we could see him in Northwest Arkansas at some point for the next season. Scott Blewett, the right-handed pitcher, is number six on the list. Catcher Chase Below is seventh. He ended the season in A-ball Wilmington, so keep an eye on him. He's a big bat, still looking to develop a little bit behind the plate as well. First baseman and outfielder Ryan O'Hearn checks in at number eight. Jorge Bonifacio is ninth. He's up two spots from last season rankings, and there he is on the 10th out of 10 on the list, right-hander Kyle Zimmer. He's still on there. We all know how good he can be when he's healthy, and obviously still high expectations for him and high optimism for him coming into 2017. One final note before we sign off for the week. The deadline for additions for the 40-man roster for Major League Baseball clubs is set for Friday, November 25th. Those left unprotected are subject to selection by the other 29 Major League teams in the Rule 5 draft at the winter meetings on December the 8th. So that means if the Royals drafted a player out of high school in 2012, he would become eligible for this year's draft, likewise for a college player drafted in 2013. And all those other players from 2011 and before, those players that have not made a Major League debut yet or on a 40-man roster are still eligible. So all players that are subject to the draft, and, and taking a look at that 2011 draft, Jake Junis, a high school guy, 29th round pick out of Rock Falls High School, Cam Gallagher, a forward second round pick out of high school. Of course, he had that great year with Northwest Arkansas this past season, the catcher Christian Binford and Evan Beal, uh, a couple other names from that 2011 draft to keep an eye on as well. From 2012, some names to look out for, Alfredo Escalera, and Jake Newberry, who pitched in the Fall League this season, Newberry has not made it higher than A-ball in Wilmington. From 2013, some college guys to keep an eye out for. Zane Evans, Luke Farrell, left-hander Kyle Barsh, left-hander Jonathan Zajic, first baseman Frank Schwindel, right-hander Glenn Sparkman, and right-hander Andrew Edwards. Also, Daniel Stump is in the conversation as well, along with young D.H. Samir Duenas. Now remember, if they are selected by a major league team, they need to stay active on the 25-man roster for the entirety of the season. Whenever they leave that 25-man roster, then they have to be returned for half of the price, which the half of the uh, buying price is $25,000. They have to be returned at that rate to the original club. If you remember last season, Daniel Stump was picked up in the major league uh, round of the Rule 5 draft by the Phillies. Uh, he got busted for PEDs in April, 
served his 80-game suspension, made a few more appearances with the Phillies, and then he ended up back in northwest Arkansas because he was returned from the Phillies. So that deadline again is Friday, November 25th. Keep an eye out for that. The Rule 5 draft will take place on December 8th at the winter meetings. That will do it for this week's edition of the Naturals Offseason Podcast. Special thanks to our guest this week, Eric Stout, for taking some time to join us. We'll be taking a break next week for Thanksgiving, but we'll be back with you with a fresh new podcast on November 30th, so we look forward to that. Only 141 more days until opening day, everyone, so enjoy the rest of this one, and thanks for listening. <laughs>